hey. Hey, welcome to the show. It's the show, and you know it, and we know it, and I'm Bean. I'm James. And together we are... The Island Shuffle. Shuffle. I'm Bean. And I'm James, and together we are... The Byland Uffle. The Byland Uffle. And together we watch Lost in the wrong order. We watch it we every week. We go to a f- sacred and beautiful website that we love. Called random.org. Oh, it's... Oh, boy. We'll get into it. it uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll give them their time in the spotlight. They will, they will get a plug from us because that's sort of the deal we have. Exactly. And uh, all you need to know about them for now is we spin the dice and tells us what episode we're watching this week. Of the show Lost. And this week we watched season five, episode four? No, episode eight. Episode eight. And it's called... La Fleur. La Fleur. The flower. Yes. And in fact, Sawyer does give a flower to someone in this oh, episode. Oh, yeah, he does. How about oh, that? Oh, that's very sweet. That's sweet. So uh, this episode... hmm takes place in our favorite season, the time travel season. The time travel season. And uh, a lot of what we had seen so far in this season um, is very unhinged. It's mm-hmm. You're sort of traveling in all mm-hmm. different sorts of times. You'll get six or seven eras in one episode. Yeah. You either have the boys hopping through time all the time, or you have this weird mix of people living in Dharma times, people cruising on the island in the present day, uh-huh. and people doing crazy shit off the island also. Yeah. So it tends to be kind of a hot mess, generally in a fun way, sometimes in a way that is oh, just like too messy to really be anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode uh, focuses on what exactly leads the boys to infiltrate Dharma times. And man, is it a good story. It's a hell of a tale. Uh, do you want to start with just the... Normally, I'm like, we should focus on one and then focus on the other. But I think we should fo- say the first two scenes of the episode. Yeah, I agree. First and foremost. Locke is going down a well. Locke's going down a well. He's finally arrived at the place where he can fix it all. And what is that place? A well. A well. And what's in that well? A big gear. A big honking gear. The gear of time. The gear of time. You know how time... Seems to go linearly, but really, it's just this big gear on an island. It that is a literal it. gear that yeah. is just in a cave in an island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everybody knows this. Yeah, JJ sure knew that. JJ knew it. Whenever and- he wrote and directed the entirety <laughs> of Lost. <laughs> you know that thing that JJ did. Yeah. And that he's super proud of doing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) there are a few things that match the pride that jj abrams has for the fact that he wrote and directed and personally oversaw every aspect of lost's creation every single episode every frame from the first to the last Uh jj had to give a little kiss yeah he gave a little kiss and every time that's 24 kisses per second (laughs) and uh 50 if you're in britain wow Really? No, it's the same frame rate across the board, but it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, weird. There's like a weird imperial metric thing going on here with frame rates. <laughs> exactly. When they invented TVs, they were still on the metric system, so mm. they were just like, "Oh, I don't know, probably like fifty, right? Probably. Probably. Seems like a good number to me. Wow, great job inventing the telly. It's great. I love it. Oh, we can watch all our favorite tube shows <laughs> someday the show lost will come on oh that oh that jj bloke he's really gonna oh, they'll really finally gonna. let out the the secret about that uh gear down in the cave i mean i know it you know it you know it daniel faraday knows it but 
the world needs to know. <laughs> so <laughs> Britain was sort of fucked Britain in was... the early days of TV. I mean, like, I well, newsflash, <laughs> where isn't fucked? It's... Show me a place on the map where it isn't fucked, and I'll show you the wrong map. <laughs> that is un canny to what i was going to say look i speak my mind and sometimes the truth hurts sometimes your mind speaks you <laughs> you know if, often my mind speaks me yeah my mind really speaks for me in this in this uh, in occasion so Locke it takes this gear that's like flying around and he writes it and he goes through and he pushes it and big flash not like the other ones he pushes it like a half a foot he pushes it a little bit and then it just starts going like boom 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 and suddenly a big flash happens and the whole crew upstairs is writhing around on the ground and the flash subsides and they're like wow okay that flash was different we know because we're going to tell you how different it was <laughs> it was so different that um we have to remark about it mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because That's... there's actually nothing visually or mm -hmm. if they didn't tell us, the viewer would not know. Exactly. Um, Literally. But they spend some time being like, okay, it seems like that was the last one. My so headache's gone. My, headache's my nose gone. isn't bleeding anymore. Exactly. Charlotte's dead. But she's gone. And it seems like we're stuck here for wherever wherever we landed is where whenever we landed whenever because of how time travel time is. travel is uh it's purely temporal it's purely temporal it you move through time but maybe not through space that's my favorite role shrimp temporal oh yum there's salmon temporal yum temporal rolls yum sushi Yum. Yum. So, <laughs> and where did they land? Well, where did they land? Well, they don't quite know yet, but they end up stumbling into, uh, we should establish that this crew right now, uh, sans lock, we have Sawyer, Juliet, Miles, Jin, and Daniel Faraday. Sort of a fucked crew. Definitely a bit of a fucked crew, huh? It's mostly just Sawyer and Juliet, and yeah. the rest are there. So, like, relegated to supporting cast. Daniel is there whenever they need to be, like... But time travel is, yeah. this, is this kind of a way. Yeah, exactly. Here's and, our science guy. Mm. Miles is there for like, he's the wild card. Yeah, Miles is just like giving him sass, being like, this plan stinks. Jin is like reliability slash somewhat comic relief. Jin can speak English now. Yeah, well, not, yeah, yes, 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 he can. He can. I'm not going to say he doesn't because he does. He does. He speaks mm. English great. Ostensibly, like, part of the thing that this episode establishes is that in the three-year span that this episode hops, yeah. Jin has learned English. Oh, yeah. But it also just, in the past, he just speaks perfect English as well. Yeah, so it doesn't yeah, yeah. Really even... In the past, in like the, yeah, before mm -hmm. they, or when they first get to the Dharma Initiative period, mm -hmm. um, and we should speaking great English. And we should probably speak about that before we start diving too deep into the past, uh -huh. right? So we get the scene of them being like, that was a crazy flash. And then they're like standing around like, well, now what? And Sawyer says, I guess we just, Wait. And then we get a title card that says three, three years, years later. later. And we're sitting in a Dharma hatch and two Dharma employees are grooving it up and oh, they're they are doing the disco. They're doing the disco. A he, man and a woman. The man's got mutton chops and a mustache. 
And to establish time. To establish time. And a weasley-faced man comes in and says, you guys are slacking off. And the man goes, chill out, dude. We're just having a little fun. Nothing bad ever happens. She she just brought brownies. You should thank her, dude. Oh, was that real? Yes. She, oh, I, they he, were high. They were definitely I didn't big even time get that. high. Wow. That's um, cool. It's very cool. I think that might be the first. Cannot, no, because Charlie has a whole bit where he is a drug addict, so never yeah. mind. That's it's not a we, fun drug addict, though. That's the first time we get weed, I think. Is yeah, it? this is the first time they're like, drugs are cool. <laughs> Finally. Yeah, which I've been looking for that from this show for a long time, and I knew that it was going to come because mm. that's sort of JJ's like calling card. Yeah, JJ, if you've ever, like, you know, Force Awakens, fun the first time you watch it, when you watch it again, you realize how often every character kind of says, looks into the camera and says, <laughs> 420 blaze it, legalize it. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> that's way too true like it's, <laughs> it's, it's true incredibly accurate you it, miss it the uh, first time I a lot of why. people kind of found it polarizing yeah i thought it was a interesting touch i think yeah, it was really i mean he brought his own thing to the star wars it's universe. the modern star wars exactly right? yeah if star wars this is today, disney star wars exactly it's disney's take on star who wars. owns big weed disney disney, disney owns big weed <laughs> big weed <laughs> the, the nascent industry of big weed big weed would be a cool band <laughs> it sure would i'm imagining any song by the band big big weed over the road racing and i'm thinking it just is tuning all it is is tuning it's just tuning <laughs> yeah. yeah and like someone taking a nap <laughs> someone waking up from that nap and going go back to bed <laughs> <laughs> Stop tuning your guitar. <laughs> After a little bit more tuning. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, good so band. So they are, they're dancing. They're dancing. Their and big weed got to them. Their big weed got to them. It hit them right in the heart. And then they look at the camera and what do they see? They see a fella and they zoom in. And who is it? But Horace. Horace. We've seen Horace a little bit in late season five episodes. Yeah. He's kind of the leader of the Dharma Initiative. He in this is time. a loser. We also saw that dream that John had where he was chopping down a tree forever. Yeah, Horace was chopping down a tree. Um, so he built a little spot for him and his wife mm -hmm, to get away from the old DI. The old DI, you know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm there. talking about. Uh, and so they see, initiative. so they they zoom in and they see that he's chugging a bottle. Oh, he's got a big bottle of Dharma whiskey. <laughs> he's got a big bottle and he's lighting dynamite and just <laughs> and throwing, throwing it. it at trees. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. It's wild. It's such a crazy like drunken stupor. I Hey, we've all had nights. Yeah. We've all had a night or two. I don't know if I've ever had a night as crazy as Horace is having right yeah, now. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten drunk and like I don't know. I don't even know if I would like litter when I'm drunk. Yeah, I would like trip on my feet maybe. Yeah. I, would, I would I would definitely fall down. I would do Yeah, I'd do something embarrassing. I would, I would order I would order too much McDonald's. Yeah, I would talk too loud. Yes. Uh but I don't think I would throw dynamite at trees. I've never done that yet. Even if I had access to dynamite and trees, mm. I don't think I'd do that. Right now, it's I I have a bunch of dynamite. I'm just looking for the trees. Oh yeah, well in, here in the city, you're not gonna find any. Yeah. So maybe uh, if I get drunk enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, it's Friday night. Uh, so they are they're they're sitting there and they're arguing and they're like, well, what the heck do we do? Oh my gosh, we gotta tell Lafleur. He's Lafleur is gonna kill us. Oh my god! And they kind of go back and forth like yeah. that, and they decide we got it. We got no choice. We gotta tell Lafleur. Tell Lafleur. So they knock on his door, and who is Lafleur? It is of course 
Sawyer. Sawyer the Boyer. Sawyer the Boyer. Pudding and pie. Uh, and <laughs> and uh, Sawyer says, whatever his catchphrase is, he says, son of a bitch, and then the episode starts. And the lost numbers come up, mm-hmm. letters. Yes, the, the lost numbers and letters. Hey, speaking of lost numbers, uh, I ordered McDonald's before this show, and guess what my order number was? Four. Close. It was 815. 815. It was 815. 4815162342. The very flight which brings these faded lads. Do you want to have a race island. to see who can say the numbers quickest? Sure, yeah. Okay, we'll do a visual game. Yeah, okay. I think you were quicker. <laughs> I stopped enunciating. Well, regardless, I'm sure that our audience loved to hear yeah, it. <laughs> the listeners at home can be the real judges. Yeah. If you thought I was quicker, um, Tweet out hashtag Bean was quicker. Yeah, and if you thought I was quicker, tweet out uh, hashtag uh, Fast Jimmy. Fast Jimmy. <laughs> fast Eddie. Fast That's Eddie. a big yo-yo guy. Oh, is, um, that, is that true? Yeah. I fast lo- Eddie is a yo-yo man. I love that there's a yo-yo guy. Um, speaking of 90s extreme sports, one time I was at my friend Jack's house, and he had an Xbox game. Original Xbox, I uh-huh. want to say. The big honking guy. The big-ass controller. Oh, yeah. And um, he popped in a little game I like to call Aggressive Inline. And it's like Tony Hawk Pro Skater, I but with that. Roller Derby. You played Aggressive Inline. So you're aware of the flagship uh, Aggressive Inliner, Jaren Grob. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I don't remember that. You don't Jaren remember Jaren Grob? Well, actually, I got to be honest. Um, I had a demo disc with aggressive inline. Uh, on it. Okay, played That's a still, lot of that demo. I feel like you got the experience from that demo yeah, disc. Yeah, I, I had a great time. I mean, look, you can do some six stunts. <laughs> it's literally a Tony Hawk game, but with roller derbies. Jaren so Grob. Jaren Grob. I don't remember I any really other names. like that. Two non names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, bless you, Jaren. Keep on doing what you do. Um, so. That's the kind of crux of the episode. Is we get this. Is the whole focus is on them in the past, kind of like weaseling their way into the Dharma Initiative, yeah. and then in the future, three years later, what they're just kind of like an everyday day yeah. as as Dharma Initiative folks now that they're fully integrated. Maybe not quite an everyday day, but yeah. a, a day, a, an exciting day. Um, do you want to go? Uh, let's talk about how they got into the Dharma Initiative. I think so. That makes the most sense. Yeah. So they're wandering through the jungle post uh, post the Flash. Yeah. The the last Flash where they establish, oh, that one was different. My mm-hmm. head doesn't hurt. Mm-hmm. I think we're staying here. Mm-hmm. And they stumble Which upon is fucked. Is let's just address for a second the fact that that is fucking shitty script writing. It's not good. <laughs> there are other ways to establish that other than having the characters say out loud, "Oh, I'm better now." <laughs> yeah. Like you everything keep- is good and the flashes will no longer happen how is that the dialogue they didn't discover that in any way no they just knew instinctively instantly it's not good uh and they also like drill it in repeatedly throughout the episode they multiple times have daniel being like yeah we're stuck here this is where we're stuck because of that's the last flash yeah and it's like okay uh whatever i get it jaren grob (laughs) jaren grob on the script (laughs) that's so insane it's so funny that um Someone thought that was a cool name. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Grob. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what do you want to name your kid? <laughs> Jaren. Perfect. It's like Jared, but with an N. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. Uh, I have big dreams for this kid. 
<laughs> he's gonna ride the rollerblades. He's gonna be all over the Xbox. You'll see. Um, <laughs> you'll all see. <laughs> I like it. Um, so they stumble upon quite a scene. They find trouble. They hear gunshots and they investigate. Yes. And what do they find? They find two folks dressed like others, like raggedy ass others. Yeah. Um, and they also find a woman with a bag over her head uh-huh. and a body. Uh huh. And so they decide to intervene, and after debating about causality and all that, they decide, whatever, uh, let's shoot these guys yeah. and save this lady. And, and they, they do. do. They sure do. And the lady is like, great, but also, who the heck are you guys? Um, the corpse is in a Dharma jump sh- jumpsuit. Yes. I almost said jump shoot there. That's not what it is. It's a jumpsuit. Shoot. Jump. Ah, shoot. Um, so... Immediately, Juliet's like, oh, okay, we're probably in like the late 70s, early 80s, because yeah. this is when the Dharma, Dharma time. is. Dharma time. Yeah. And they say, like, okay, uh, take us back, man. But the man is like, we got to bury the bodies. The truce, we got to, because of the truce, we got to bury the bodies, and we got to. And Sawyer's like, man, we really don't have time for this, because there's going to be, I assume there's going to be more of those They're boys They're going to come looking for us. They're going to come looking for us, so we got to go right now. But eventually, they acquiesce and bury the bodies. Yeah. And so they're strutting along, and they're having they're a They're bringing chat. back the Dharma body. They're bringing back the Dharma the body. Dharma. They buried the two uh, other bodies. Uh-huh. And uh, Daniel's strutting forward, and all of a sudden, I think Sawyer and Juliet are having a chat about, like, you know, let me do the talking. I'll, I'll, co- I'll tell them that we shipwrecked here on yeah. the way to Tahiti. And Sawyer, at this point, has sort of said that yes. to the woman. To the he woman. said that his name is Lafleur, mm-hmm. James Lafleur. Mm-hmm. And that they shipwrecked there. Mm-hmm. That is established. Uh, and as they're strutting along and Sawyer's kind of hashing it out with Juliet, Juliet suddenly goes, Daniel! And Daniel stops in his tracks. And, ah! the, and the camera pans up to reveal the big honking sonic fence that surrounds the other's barracks. And the he was barracks. like one step away from just, going into it. Just, and for some reason, they didn't notice until the last second, even though when it zooms out, it's like... Everywhere. Uh, I would notice that from... A kilometer away. It really stretches across the horizon. It's it is, huge. It is the Great Wall of China. Yes. And they didn't notice it until they were about to walk into it. Literally, I don't understand what the hell you're... Like, it's, it's just another, just one of those stupid things, you know? JJ was... He fucked up on that one. He was a, a little too much... A little too weed-centric. Yeah. He... he, 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 he the brownies might have hit him a little too hard, yeah. I think. Um, so... Juliet immediately says, "Like turn this thing off," and the woman's like, "What thing? I don't. This, this just looks like a bunch of pillars to me. It doesn't look like nothing." Yeah. And Juliet's like, "Well, it looks like a sonic fence or something to me. So turn it off." And so obviously the lady's immediately suspicious, like, "Oh shit!" And so she's like, "Okay, I'll 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 turn it off. I'll turn it off." And they're like, "You first. She goes through, and she's fine." And the gang's like, "All right, well, let's strut on through." And they strut on through. And then biz, 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 biz. They get fucking Sonic boomed or whatever. They get it is. torched. They get bodied. And they all fall down. They all They're fall like, down. They're like, oh no, oh no. They're all twitching and writhing and screaming and oh no. And then the lady pulls out earplugs. It's that simple. Oh, you just gotta wear earplugs on the fence. You just gotta wear earplugs on the fence. It's and not it a blocks very... all the frequencies or something. It's not. It's it's simple. That's how it's fence, science. That's how sonic fences work. Yeah, they get into the ear and boop ya. 
And if you have earplugs, you're fine. I love the thought that, so Daniel Faraday was the one that was going to walk through Mm -hmm. the huge sonic fence without paying any attention. Mm -hmm. But they've gone to great lengths to establish that Daniel Faraday is like the observant, curious one. Yes, the incredibly, like, as quirky as he is, like, by far the smartest person in time travel zone. The person who has the most handle on things. Yeah. Um, they could have had like Jin or mm, um, Miles. Even. Miles, yeah, do that same thing, but they chose Daniel Faraday mm. to not notice the giant uh, technological structure. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he's just he's just thinking, you know. He's I guess he's just thought. thinking. He's thinking about time travel. Also, mm. his crush just died. Yes, that's true. This is immediately after Charlotte uh, passes away. And when they first find him, he's just kind of sitting there, like, muttering and being sad and crying. He's sad about it. And it's sad. I don't like how this show, you know how this show loves to kill a woman so a man can be sad. Yeah. Not, not great. It's sort of the show's favorite thing. It's kind of the show's favorite thing ever. Um, but, but you know what? This episode is really good. Yes. Because in this episode, they kill a man so a woman can be sad. That's true. They do. They they finally do it. Finally, equality is real. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The exact thing we've been asking mm. for for months, aside mm. from the, like, mm-hmm. stop with the whole weed thing. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we're just, look, I, I legalize it, but, like, calm down. Mm. This is kind of getting in the way of the whole, the, the whole Star Wars universe. Um, so, Sawyer wakes up in a den with Horace. And Horace, Horace. and Horace grills him about where he's from, and they say, we were out looking for the rest, other members of our crew, and Horace is like, well, that's great, but and we appreciate what you did for us, but listen, we're going to send you off on a submarine in the morning, because only members of the Dharma Initiative can stick around here, and you guys are not Dharma material. Which I loved that line mm-hmm. so much. I was like, holy shit, Horace, you're like a loser, it who is, a- is just shown to be like incompetent over and over and over again you were the first scene we see of you in the episode is of you plastered and blowing up trees you're not dharma material yeah i don't know what you are then horace oh my god it's good um so sawyer meets up with the crew tells them the deal and he's like, well, we're shipping off tomorrow. And Miles is kind of like, that seems good to me, actually. Yeah. Let's, like, get out of here. And What suddenly, are we doing trying to stay here? Exactly. This is Sawyer co- is the only person really attached to staying. Yes, that's for, true. Because he wants to find John Locke, Yes, right? he wants John Locke to come back. And he wants he wants the whole boys to come back. He wants, he wants the squad back together. Mm-hmm. For That obviously is all very tenuous, but in the moment it seems not so bad, I feel like. I feel like they do a good job of selling it, even though it's completely nonsense. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I didn't question it at the time, but Mm -hmm. now that we're talking about it, it's like, ah, what what was that? Exactly. The whole, like, they have to come back is always so, like, flimsy. It's so, so flimsy. Why do they have to come back? They they, don't have to come back. They don't. Literally, everyone is happier if they just live the rest of their lives in Dharma time. Exactly. And the boys just, like, fucking sort out their issues off island. That would be the happy ending of the show. Yes. Everyone's happy in Dharma town. Exactly. Everyone's happy. Except for, I mean, they would get mass murdered eventually. But, like, you know. Whatever. You know. Uh, Anyways, uh, while they're chatting this out, Wii U, Wii U, sirens are going. Yes. And guess what? There's a hostile incursion. Everybody has to go locked down. Oh, yeah. They get, they get sent into a home, and everybody's got peering out the windows, and it's very tense. And who should come through? But Richard Ricky, Alpert. Ricky Alpy. Jim Halpert's dad, Jim Richard Hal- Alpert. Jim Halpert's dad, Richard Alpert, comes through, plants a torch in the ground. 
And Horace goes out to chat with him and says, what the heck are you doing here? Didn't the fence keep you out? And Richard's just like, I use earplugs, dude. Yeah, exactly. He's like, we all know. We all know. You are incompetent. Yes. Um, And so uh, Richard says, you know, he's like, where are the bodies buried? I know what happened. And y'all violated the truce by killing our boys. And so it's kind of established that there's, uh, you know, some kind of a truce between the Dharma Initiative and the others. Who the They other, had an agreement. The others yeah. refer to them as the hostels. Yeah. Uh, which is not kind, necessarily. But then again, the first time we see them, they are murdering a man. So. Yeah. There's, there's a lot going on there. Mm-hmm. It's a complicated whole deal. Uh, and so... Uh, Horace comes in and Sawyer says, guess what? I'm going to go out there and talk to Richard. And Horace is obviously like, what the heck? Who the heck are you? You don't even know. You just got here and you're going to talk to Richard. And Sawyer kind of justifies it by being like, well, I'm the one who killed them, those men. So I feel like I owe him I'm an explanation. I'm going to tell him. Yeah. Which is cool, actually. Yeah, exactly. I and, like that explanation. Mm-hmm. And then he goes out and he kind of like immediately owns it. Oh, yeah. Like he goes like, hey, Richard. And Richard's like, I don't fucking know who you are. And so he's like, well, guess what? 20 years ago, a man named John Locke came into your camp and said he was your leader. And then he disappeared in front of you. So I, how do I know that? Because I'm waiting for him to come back. So if you think I'm with the Dharma Initiative, then fucking get, get, get your head on straight, buddy. Uh, and it's a cool moment for Sawyer. A lot of cool moments for it's Sawyer. It's really in this good. Episode. He also just straight up owns up to like killing the dudes. He's like, mm-hmm. I killed the dudes. They were trying to kill a lady. They killed another person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and the thing I like about that mm-hmm. and the whole situation in general is, mm-hmm. yeah, Richard's thing is that the Dharma violated the truce. Mm-hmm. But what is going on in the truce if like Richard's people were just like murdering Dharma people? That is a that's very not good a question. truce. That is a very good question. Then again, the people were outside of the fence area, so maybe that's part of the truce as well. Okay, that's kind of you, how I you was can murder it. within the z- yeah this exactly. specified zone. Exactly, it's like tag or something. It's like tag. Yeah. the truce is like tag. The truce is a you know lot. how with tag you can murder within <laughs> specified zones. <laughs> you know how tag the famous children's game of murder. The children's game of murder. Yes. Um, Have you ever played toilet tag? What the shit is toilet tag? It's uh tag, but then whenever you're it's have you ever played freeze tag oh yes okay yes, it's yes, like yes. freeze tag but when you're frozen you have to like squat down and you have your hand right. out like this and then to get unfrozen people have to uh hit your hand down and uh, that's like you're flushing the toilet oh uh, that's good yeah, that's better tag. i was really worried that it was going to be something way worse oh yeah <laughs> gotta go around and touch all the toilets <laughs> yeah. most toilets wins <laughs> <laughs> i touched 72 toilets last night it was the Best night of my life. <laughs> so many toilets. Bonus points for a toilet in use. Oh, God. <laughs> I hate that. I hate that thought. Oh, boy. That's um, toilet tag for you. <laughs> thank you for sharing Welcome toilet Welcome to tag. my childhood. That's a good childhood. I remember toilet tag. There was a lot of fun variations on freeze tag. I remember the tag where you would, like, slowly, like, if you got tagged, you would, like, hook together. And so you oh, kind yeah, of form, like, yeah, a yeah. blob. I like that. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a good game. Um, I remember darts. <laughs> darts you yeah like just you play, play it in the bar or like something. Re- like 301 yeah. darts? The basement yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Darts bowling you know what i remember what ping pong baby ping pong you got billiards you got billiards you got old stripes and solids stripes and solids well that's um the colors in billiards mm-hmm, mm-hmm. one color is stripes one color is solids. and then there's of course the dang eight ball that one's black and the q it's white it's white. Solid white. No number on that boy. Uh, Wait, is that the cue? 
That's the cue, right? That's, that's the cue for us to go back to talking about Lost. Where were we even? Um, so Sawyer's owning up. Sawyer's He's like, up. I know Locke. Mm-hmm. I know you. Mm-hmm. I'm from the future and from the past. Yeah. I'm a, a serpent in the snake yes. pit. <laughs> I am a wily old guy and... <laughs> You don't know shit. And Richard's like, well, fair enough. Yeah. But listen, uh, regardless of all that, two of our people are dead, and we're going to need some kind of justice. So what do you suppose about that? And so what they agree to do is to give them the body of Paul. (laughs) Paul is sort of the catalyst for all of the problems Mm -hmm. in this episode, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or at least all the problems that happen on the Dharma compound. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So Paul is, yeah, Paul is an incredibly important character. We Mm -hmm. only ever see him dead. We only ever see him dead, but he is crucial to the whole goings-on of this episode. Uh, It's established that Paul was... uh, uh, her name is Amy, I think, right? Okay. Uh, the lady that they saved. Yes. Paul uh, was her husband. Exactly. And so Amy is kind of reluctant uh, to... To give away to, her husband's body but, to the enemy. Uh, but after taking her, taking his onk necklace, <laughs> he, yeah, he decides... Because Paul is an ancient Egyptian. <laughs> of course. Uh, Amy finally <laughs> decides Paul would have wanted us to all be safe if you think about it. You so, know Paul. You classic, know Paul. Classic Paul. Peace-loving oh, Paul. That's just who Paul that's is. just Paul. Paul is just like a beacon of sunshine in everyone's life. Yeah, so they and, give them the body of Paul to spread Paul's word. Yeah, exactly. It's like how Christians every Sunday eat the body of Christ. Um, mm-hmm. The others will now eat the body of Paul. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. They're taking, they're taking the Judeo-Christian uh, uh, philosophies a little literally. Uh, but I mean, hey, who, 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 whomst among us, whomst among us mm-hmm. has not eaten the body of Paul. Yeah. I mean, love that Paul. Uh, and so with that, Horace turns around and says, all right, listen, I know that sub leaves tomorrow morning, but it comes back in two weeks. So you can stick around for two weeks, look for the other members of your crew. Uh, but that's it. Okay. And so Sawyer says, great, thanks, and delivers the news to Juliet, who's sitting on the dock. And they have a little conversation. And Sawyer's like, well, we can stick around for another two weeks. And Juliet's like, actually, I've been stuck here for three years, and I'm leaving for real. I'm sick of this shit. I'm out of here. And Sawyer kind of has to, like, talk her into being like, but, like, you're going to leave me behind? Yeah. And they have kind of a, like, cute little conversation about it. And and Sawyer's kind of just like, come on. Come on, stick around. Come on, Juliet. What do you got to lose? It comes back again in two weeks. If you don't find him in two weeks, then, you know, then that'll be that. And then that's kind of where it ends. And, of course, they end up sticking around a lot longer than two weeks because it's three years later now, baby. Yeah, it flashes across the screen three years later. Mm -hmm. And, oh, Sawyer is Lafleur. He's, Mm -hmm. like, the number two person in the compound right behind our friend Horace. He's the head of security, and he is... He recruits Miles to go deal to go pick up Horace's drunk ass body uh-huh. next to some dynamite, uh, and so they bring him home. And they ask Amy like, "Well, what the heck happened? We found him blowing up trees. What the heck?" And Amy's like, "Well, you know, we got into a fight about Paul." <laughs> and Sawyer and Sawyer's like, "Oh yeah, Paul. Uh, Paul. This, this is the first mention of Paul in the episode, by the way. Yeah. So oh, we're yeah. so we're both just like, of course, Paul. Uh, who the fuck is Who's Paul? Paul? And by the end out. of it, we're just like, yeah, Paul. Paul's the fucking best. Um. So Paul, yeah, Paul caused a fight between Horace and his wife." Mm-hmm. And um, Sawyer tells Horace's wife, mm. Amy? 
Amy, yes. This is the same we should establish. This is the same Amy that was saved before. Yes, yes. So Amy, so had... Amy was married to Paul. Mm-hmm. Paul died. Mm-hmm. Horace convinced Amy to give away Paul's body. Yes. Amy, in return, Mar- decided to marry Horace. That's how, The 70s were a different time, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and now it's three years later, yeah. and Sawyer's like, we found Horace passed out, blowing shit up. <laughs> yeah. And Amy's like, oh, no, we got into a fight about Paul. Yeah. And Sawyer's like, Paul? And then Amy's like, the baby's coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. That's real. That's how it goes. That's really what happens. Whenever you think about Paul, labor is in The baby starts coming. The baby starts coming. And so that's kind of the crux of the episode is they got to deal with this baby. And so they take the baby to the infirmary. But then the world's shittiest doctor announces he was she was scheduled to go have a baby in an actual hospital off island. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't have the equipment to deal with it here. So we're not doing it. Uh, and so it was like... You should do it. And she's the, having she's the baby. having a baby, and the doctor's like, yeah, no, no. So Sawyer goes to the one person he knows about babies, and he goes to Juliet, who is living as a mechanic. Yeah. And can I say, Juliet is rocking the shit out of a bandana. Oh yeah, it's super good. She has mechanic suit. She is currently under a VW. Y- yes. Wagon. She she's wearing the safety goggles. It is a good fucking look. Yeah. Um, and she comes out and she's like, Hey, and so it's like a baby's coming. You've got to deliver a baby. And she's like, I, they think I'm a mechanic. What are you talking about? We can't do that. Also, every time I deliver a baby on this Island, it dies. So maybe like, no. And so it's like, you gotta, you're the only person we got. We gotta got, get the baby. We gotta get the baby. And so Juliet goes in and starts being like, okay, do we have uh, you know, I need this and that and the other. I need a scalpel, whatever else is needed to deliver a baby. And the doctor's like, you need a what now? Uh, I don't think so. Get this lady out of here. And it's like, you are the worst doctor in the world. No nope. solution to this thing is just to sit around. <laughs> it's so bad. I can't deliver the baby, so nobody can yeah, deliver the you're baby. You're just refusing to give this woman treatment. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's completely bananas. It's so awful. So, uh, Sawyer goes outside to wait, catches up with Jin, who's now speaking even more fluent English, Mm. and they're chatting. He has perfect English. And and he remembered that, mm. maybe the writers remembered that the actor who plays Jin is Mm. fluently bilingual. Well, they just, they finally wanted to give him some chances to show that off. Um, so they, uh, so they have a chat and they're like, how's the baby? Is it, is it okay? And Sawyer's like, I don't know. And Jin reveals that. He's been searching around this whole time. He's like, well, we searched this whole grid. No sign of anybody. And so he's like, well, on to the next one, I guess. And Jin's like, how long are we going to keep looking, buddy? We've been here for three years. How the heck long can we keep on looking for? And Jin is like, Sawyer, sorry, sorry. Sawyer is like, however long it takes, damn it. We got to find Locke, my friend. So this whole time, they've been scouring the whole island for damn ass John Locke. They want to find John Locke. Mm. They like him. Who, I mean, who doesn't? He's the heart and soul of the show. Terry O'Quinn. Love that guy. Uh, so, Juliet comes out. She's crying. And guess what? It's a beautiful baby boy. Oh, it's a beautiful baby boy. Mm-hmm. It's a healthy, happy baby boy. It's a healthy, it's happy Horace baby boy. Horace and Amy are parents now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, the speaking of Horace, uh, the day turns to night, 
And Horace is still asleep. (laughs) So Horace slept through this whole thing. No one bothered to wake him. No one bothered to wake him. I know a hangover is bad, but you can work through it if it's uh, the birth of your... The straight up timeline of the whole thing is Horace passes out, I would say at 3 to 4 Mm a.m. The baby probably is like born Mm. around earliest probably 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the whole day has started in the Dharma, more likely Mm. 10 or 11 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one woke up Horace. No one woke up Horace at all. And by the time Horace is naturally woken, like just wakes up, yeah, it's all the sun has it already set. It is the set. nighttime. It again. is the nighttime again. Horace sleeps for eighteen hours <laughs> through the entire day of his son's birth. Some fucking leader of the Dharma Initiative. Yeah. Uh, and he wakes up, and Sawyer's like, "Hey, you've got a kid. You missed the birth of your child. What's up with that?" And Horace is like, "Oh, geez, I really, I really messed this up." Well, guess what? We had gotten to a fight about Paul. Ah, Paul. I was going through her. I was going for a pair of socks, and guess what? I find in the pair of socks, <laughs> Paul's favorite necklace, the Ankh. <laughs> you, we all know Paul was an ancient Egyptian. This, <laughs> it's such a just like arbitrary symbol of mystery oh i know it's just like somewhat recognizable but means literally nothing to any of the characters exactly the the prop the i i feel like that wasn't even written in i feel like the prop guy was just like going over time oh yeah you know what it'll be mysterious i went to egypt once this is yeah exactly um so uh but it's funny that I, I find the whole idea of this fight somewhat comical mm. because Horace is very upset to mm. find this memento of Paul in his wife's sock drawer. Yes. And it's like, dude, that's her murdered husband. That's it's okay for her to like keep his necklace. It you is, don't It is so okay. Uh and not only is that okay, your reaction to that is to fucking it's tie to one off and blow yeah. up trees. Yeah. With it, dynamite, I should with establish. Dynamite. Like he's not just like it could it's probably one of the most dangerous ways you could blow up trees. Oh, absolutely. Like it's so wild. It's such a crazy like I don't know. I feel like you get to keep your dead husband's necklace forever. Yeah, that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. You can have a thousand other husbands, and they can never question the yeah. fact that, yeah, maybe there is a part of me that wishes my other husband mm. wasn't murdered mm. in cold blood. Mm. And Horace kind of cops to this, and he's like, I know, I know, but it's been three years already. Isn't that, isn't that long enough? I mean, geez. And Sawyer speaks up and says, you know what? Once upon a time, I had a thing for a girl. Had a shot at her. Didn't take it. And I used to eat myself alive thinking of what if, thinking of what if, what if, what if. And these days, I can barely even remember her face. Uh, so to answer your question, I think three years is plenty of time, which is not great advice. An insane comparison of this girl I knew for a few months. We had sex one time and it was pretty cool, but, uh, also it was three years ago. Compared to, uh, murdered husband. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The person that you fell in love with, got married to, and then got murdered in cold blood. Mm Mm-hmm. The woman that you knew for three months who left you. Yes. The murdered husband. They're not comparable. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's simply it's, not it's a It's the great, same thing. Not a good way to approach this situation. Well, Sawyer Sawyer's always been... Sawyer didn't get to the, t- t- to the nearly the top of the Dharma food chain without a level head, you know? I guess. So if I were Sawyer in that situation, I would tell Horace, Horace, 
You were very unreasonable, yeah. and your insane antics killed several trees, and you missed the birth of your son. You Fuck are, you. you are You're n- awful. You are none percent in the right. I run the Dharma <laughs> Initiative now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm locking you up. You're insane. I'm marrying Amy now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, I'm murdering you and giving you <laughs> your body to Richard. <laughs> uh, it's only fair. Uh, so, we get another scene. Sawyer's out. Strolling around in the idyllic Dharma town, she, he picks up a sunflower. Aww. And who does he, he, he brings the, He brings Lafleur to his home. And who's waiting for him at his home? Juliet. Juliet. And he's like, this is for you, honey. And they embrace, and then they kiss. Because guess what? It's been three years, and they're in love they're now. They're in love, and they live together. They're in, they're in love. They live together. They. I don't think they're married, but they definitely love each other a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And it's a wholesome scene that I liked. Um, I liked it too. It's really, I thought it was very sweet. I think it, it kind of like, uh, that's the first time that's ever really like, like the way they establish that relationship is that. That's how yeah. they do it. Yeah, they, there's yeah, not yeah. really a lot of build up to it. Uh, and yet they somehow managed to sell it in a way that doesn't feel fucking yeah. too goofy. It's definitely a corny ass scene, yeah. but like it, I feel like it works more than it's most. It's sort of sweet five. too. It's like, mm-hmm. and the thing is, this is you get to see Happy Sawyer. Sawyer's in like a position yeah. of power. Mm. He doesn't abuse that. Mm. He's not a lone wolf anymore. He has a he has a he has a family almost. Yeah, uh, he's yeah he's. Like, actually seeing Sawyer living just, like, a happy life. Everybody yeah. kind of living a happy life yeah. to a lesser extent. Uh, but it's such a just, like, treat. Especially in chaotic-ass season five. Yeah. Where the, you norm- normally have, like, 20 different timelines going on. Oh, totally. To have it focused on this just one solid character. Uh, and we, I mean, like, everyone else is there, too. But it's a Sawyer, mostly, ex- episode. It is a Sawyer episode, for and, sure. And it really just, like... It really stands above the rest of season five in a, in a fucking major way, I it's think. It's very cute. It's very much, like, it's stuff like that that makes this, I think, definitely my favorite season five episode. Yeah. Maybe even one of my favorite episodes of the show. It's, I, yeah. I, I thought I was going to hate it at first. Before the letters came across the screen, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this sucks. Mm-hmm. But then I love, I, it was fun. Yeah, it's a fun one. But, it does It does a great job of establishing just being like, of like, because it's a whole new thing where it's like now we're living in Dharma times. Yeah. It's a thing that they've never really done before. Yeah. And they do a great job of like establishing that in a goofy ass playful way. But it sort and of also, works. It sort yeah. of works. It sort of works. Yeah. yeah. Which is impressive. Mm-hmm. Especially like they don't do that. Um, and or they manage to balance that in sort of mm. the weed promotion aspect of the show. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty well. They, I found. Yeah. Exactly. The one episode we watched where uh, it's just forty-two minutes of Miles saying legalize <laughs> it, legalize <laughs> it, legalize <laughs> it, and then ripping a bar. That was total fucking season four shit. Yeah, that's season four. That's shit. why no one likes season. Four. Yeah. Exactly. If you stuck around for season five, you would have gotten a nice balance of like health. <laughs> Like healthy character building, storytelling, yeah. the drama of Paul, the drama of Paul, and uh, which is a real tearjerker. It's a real tearjerker. They give away his body. I they mean, give away Paul would have wanted it. I know that. <laughs> I mean, we all know that. We all know all what Paul would have wanted. Four sentences we've heard about him. <laughs> Paul is the most perfect character. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we get a final scene, which is that uh, Sawyer wakes up to a phone ringing, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'll be there right away." Scurries off. Goes out, and who's there? The boys are back in town, folks. Hurley, Jack. And, of Kate. course, Kate. And Bop lost. 
Um, so fascinating that, episode, hell of an episode, definitely one of my faves. Uh, I thought it, yeah, I well, you can attest to this. Yes, I was so ready to hate it. Well, especially when it opens with the like flash ending, and they're just like, "Well, it's fixed now. We're yeah, good." Yeah, I hated yeah. that for sure. Mm. But then I, I feel like I like the time that they spend in the Dharma Initiative. It's nice, and it, it like it's grounded in a way that late episodes usually aren't because yeah. it's just like here's a group of characters just kind of living and dealing with shit together that is exactly it it's the closest you get to that since like i want to say like season three um, yeah because they get to the dharma initiative and they're just there for a little bit they're just there and then the boys come through and then the whole challenge is how do we live with these new boys how yeah. do we integrate them yeah and then shit kind of keeps going and going from there yeah uh and so it's interesting to see that whole the whole like LaFleur establishes a lot of the stakes of season five, which is this is the life that Sawyer has built and now it is unraveling. Yeah. And this the- is our protagonist's mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, weed has been legalized at this point. Of course, of course. Uh, hence the brownies. That's yes. sort of what that was uh, yeah. to insinuate. Mm-hmm. Um, JJ Abrams uh, has a medical weed card. Mm-hmm. That was, I think a footnote in the credits. Yes. Um, and so now it's all spinning out of control yes. because we, we had that moment of pure mm. beauty when Sawyer takes the flower mm-hmm. and it's a fucking weed leaf. Mm. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, he, and he gives it to her, to his uh, partner, Juliet. Uh-huh. And Juliet's like, I can't wait to smoke this crunchy ganja. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they do. They do. And it's, and uh, it's just beautiful. Um, I, I do genuinely really like this episode for all its fucking for all the goofiness around Paul and shit. I agree. Uh, it's a it's a good episode. I think this episode works because it's like the well, season four on is already so derailed, mm-hmm. and it's, this just works within that idea mm-hmm. of okay, lost as fuck, mm-hmm. and like what is the good things that they're doing? Well, it mm-hmm. is fucked. Mm-hmm. If this episode happened, if this was like the premiere to season four or yeah, something, it'd be then it would fucking suck mm-hmm. because it's like that's when they ruined the show. Mm-hmm. But, but the a, show is ruined already. Exactly. It's a real nice like. It's in the. I feel like it's the eye of the storm. Is yeah. what it is. It's just yeah, like this it really moment is. of calm and yeah. like alarming focus yeah that you don't really get a lot of in late in later game loss. yeah absolutely so it really stands out to me as a as a as a real uh gem a real, real diamond winner. in the rough. uh so what do you say we figure out what we're watching next week all right i'm gonna go on uh random.org so random.org is a random number generator oh baby it oh, uses baby. static oh, noise yeah yeah it does oh man what's this fuss about true randomness is the first thing it says and when you log into random.org and you can read all about it, your damn ass selves, if you want. I went 1 to 121, generated, we got 4. 4. Hmm. That sounds really good to me. 4 is, boy, it's, I mean, it's season 1, episode 4. It's walkabout. It's a lock episode. Oh, is this the one where he signs up for the walkabout? This, this is, is like, don't tell me what I can't do. Yeah, this is the one. If you've seen one episode of Lost, it's probably this one. Awesome. Uh, it's a classic. Uh, Let's watch it. What do you say we watch it next week? Let's huh? watch it next week. All right, sounds good. Uh, hey, thanks for listening to our goofy ass show. Uh, I've been Bean. I've been James. And like we say at the end of every episode.